I'm John Carter in Moscow, in Havana, Cuba. Now in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. I'm John Carter in Petra, right here in communist China, reporting from India. Hi, I'm John Carter in the Solomon Islands. I'm John Carter in Soweto, from El Salvador. I'm John Carter in Sydney, Australia. John Carter explores America's health care crisis. Hello, friend. I'm John Carter. Welcome today to The Carter Report. This is a super show. Would you like to feel younger, look better, live longer, enjoy life to the full? Then this program is for you today. I have with me today in The Carter Report studio a world-famous health scientist, Dr. John Westerdahl. Today, we're going to talk about the great American healthcare crisis. Welcome today to The Carter Report. Greater Manila is more than 20 million souls. Almost all these beautiful people are ignorant of the true gospel of Christ. Manila needs Jesus. 35 years ago, John Carter came to Manila. Pastor Carter is returning to Manila with an urgent assignment. Preach the gospel of Christ and the great truths of the Bible. Don't water down the message. Make it plain, make it clear, make it Christ-centered. The Carter Report needs your help now to light a fire in the Philippines. Your gift will help open the doors of bondage, smash the chains of sin, and open the gates of paradise to thousands of lost souls. The churches have sent out an urgent plea for the Carter Report to return. Help us proclaim the true gospel of Christ to the beautiful Filipino people. Please send your support to the address on the screen, visit our website, or call the Carter Report. Welcome today, my friend, to the Carter Report. We're talking today about the great American healthcare crisis. There's something going on in America that concerns every man, woman, boy, and girl. And here to talk about it is world-famous scientist, health scientist, Dr. John Westendahl. Thank Welcome, you. doctor. Thank you, Pastor Carr. Great being with you today. Uh, we're so glad to have you with us. You've got a PhD in healthcare from... Yes, Loma, I'm a graduate of Loma Linda University School of Public Health. And, and you've got a stack of other degrees? I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist yes, and yes. certified nutrition specialist in areas in nutrition and health education. And people know about you around the world. Now, tell me about the American health care crisis. Is there a health care crisis? We have a major health care crisis today. In fact, you know, all these politicians are talking about cheaper drugs mm -hmm. and cheaper surgeries and cheaper insurances. That's not the problem. The problem is... Not the problem? The real problem is the way people are living and it's killing us, the American lifestyle. So, uh, can I tell you just a little observation? Yes. I don't look at a lot of television because I don't want to get brainwashed by the stuff. But when I turn on television, most of the ads seem to be from the pharmaceuticals yes. or from... Um, the fast food industry. That's right. And it seems to this person that they tell you how to get sick and then they try to tell you how they're going to fix you. Well, that's a good observation. And you know, 
the way we're eating is killing us. We're killing ourselves with our knives, spoons, and forks. In fact, here's the statistics, as you see. Mm -hmm. Heart disease is our number one killer. Cancer is our number one, second uh, yeah. leading yeah. cause of death. Yeah. And then the chronic respiratory diseases and so forth. But you look at these three main ones, they're related to the way we live. And what are the causes of these deaths in America? Well, number one, is poor diet and physical inactivity. We're eating the wrong types of foods. We're not active enough. We're, Number, believing, we're believing the television ads. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> the bad foods. We're addicted to those foods. Yeah, yeah, And we then are. tobacco is number two. Yeah. And then you see that these are things that we are killing ourselves through our lifestyle. Yeah. Now, 100 million Americans have diabetes or prediabetes. That's one in three. Yep, that's right. That's, that's astounding, isn't it? 70% of Americans are overweight or obese, and it's increasing. Oops. It's going up. Yeah. It's getting larger. Yeah. This is a sad picture it's here. It's a growing problem. Yes, it's a growing problem. <laughs> so this is a sad picture, is that one out of three American children are overweight. I, I hate to say this, but mm -hmm. it's child abuse, the way that many parents are feeding their kids. In fact... Uh, there's so, so many th problems going on with our children's health. Now, 70 million Americans have hypertension, which is high blood pressure. Yes, that's uh, Another, about one in four. Yes, exactly. At least. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And some other statistics here and some other information, too, is that the U.S. spends more than $3 trillion a year in health care costs. We could prevent and reduce this if people would live a healthier lifestyle. Is it true? Now, stop me if I'm wrong. Is it true that we spend more money on health care than the rest of the countries put together? That's true. And we're the worst off. And we're the worst off. In fact, you know what's really sad is this, is this year mm. the U.S. is ranked 35th healthiest nation in the world. We are way down the list in health, mm. yet we have the most modern healthcare system in the world. Yeah. But we, and, and we have all these technologies. Great technology. Great technology, yeah. but and, we're unhealthy. Uh, um, Number 35. Number that means there's another 34 countries far better than the United States. Yes, and places like Italy and Asia countries. And Singapore. Singapore is healthier and, and so uh, forth. And Japan. Exactly. Mm. Japan uh, is very healthy. And they don't spend the money like we spend it. They don't. And in our hospitals today, 70% of the hospital emissions are diet and lifestyle related. And think about that. 70% of the people in those hospitals mm -hmm. are there because of their diet and their lifestyle. Mm. So people are going into the hospitals, which are going broke, because of what they're eating and what they're not eating and because of their lack of exercise. Is, and, that, is that a valid observation? That's right, and it's going to get worse with, our, with the coming generations. This in is terrible. In fact, our former Surgeon General points out that because of the increasing obesity that's going on in our country today, yeah, yeah. it is in this generation many parents will outlive their own children. In fact, we have, we have seven-year-old <clears throat> children with adult-onset diabetes. I was talking to a nurse the other day. Her son's 13 years old. Now, he eats at all those fast food restaurants. The yes. doctor said... He's addicted, isn't he? He's addicted, but yeah. the doctor says his arteries are being clogged right How now. How old is he? 13. So these young kids are getting adult diseases today, and it's a real tragedy, and I have to say, parents need to take the responsibility because they're, they're killing their own children by the way they're feeding them. And let, let me say just a word to the our great watching audience today, our great viewing audience, 
This is tremendously important because this is about your kids and my kids and my grandkids. Isn't this true? That's right. Future generations. I'm so really, we're, we're, we're killing our kids. We're, we are. We're, it's very big. It's really concerning today. Uh, because we're believing all the junk on, on television. Yeah, and you think, oh, I'm going to keep my kids happy. I'm going to give them all these rich foods and all that. But it's not doing them any good. They need to get on a healthy well, well, diet. Well, this is an emergency, isn't it? It is. And this is the emergency that 80% yeah. of chronic diseases in the United States can be prevented through lifestyle and diet. Now, that's good news in showing that, yes, we have this problem. But if we have a healthy diet and lifestyle, we can reverse that trend. 80% of these diseases. Of these chronic diseases. Of course, because of our bad lifestyle. Exactly. Well, it's time for us to wake up, isn't it? It is. And realize that we've been, uh, we've been brainwashed. That's right. And through the brainwashing, we have become addicted to these foods. We have. And there is an answer to this. And this is where the future of medicine, I believe, is it is we can look at the medicine of the 21st mm. century. The future of medicine isn't going to be in more drugs and more technologies. The future of medicine is what we call lifestyle medicine. This is the, the evidence-based healthcare for the 21st century, which integrates prevention and also intervening with healthy lifestyle, working in, as uh, we're supposed to do by taking care of our own bodies. Um, but that's tough, isn't it? It is. If you're addicted, it's, it's tough. It is. And people get addicted to fast foods and, and junk foods in the same way that people get addicted to uh, these awful drugs like heroin. That's right. Is this true? This is true. You know, these sugar, fat, salt combinations do things to the brain that react in different parts of the brain that are the same centers where people are addicted to drugs. And people need to wake up. I'm saying this to you, my friend, we all need to wake up because the people who put out these disgusting ads that are poisoning the nation, these people don't care about you. They care about their money. That's right. So it's driven by money. Now, tell me about you're a world famous healthcare provider. Uh, preventative medicine, which is the cutting edge. What is the greatest book in the world that talks about preventative medicine? Well, as a Christian, in my study of the Bible... And you're a Christian. And I'm a Christian. And I'm a Christian scientist, hmm. a health scientist. Yes. And I believe that the greatest book ever written on preventive medicine is the Holy Bible. But this would work for people who are atheists too. It would. That's right. So this book, which we call the Bible... It's written for every person. It is. It talks about nutrition. It talks about health. It talks about stress management. It is, there's dietary principles in there that can save but, our lives. You know, I, I believe you, but a lot of people are going to say that's a, that's a long stretch. You're pushing it. You know, to say that this book written thousands of years ago can help us here in America today. Well, what did Jesus say right up there? Uh, well, he said, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly or to the full. That's in John 10.10. 10. That's right. And that's, what, that's why he came. And Jesus was the first person of all religion, mm -hmm. traditions. Jesus was the first person that referred, he spake of the temple of his body. He's the first person to have that body temple philosophy. Now this is an amazing concept, isn't it? It is. Uh, I mean, this is a concept for every person, atheists and Calathumpians and everybody, that right. the body is something sacred. It is, the, it is the place for the indwelling 
of the Spirit of the Almighty God. And the Apostle Paul elaborated on what Jesus said. What did he say there? He says, uh, uh, it says the temple of, of this human, this temple is holy, which temple you are. Right. Uh, First Corinthians, yes, you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now, as you know, doctor, um, some of the Greek philosophers thousands of years ago spoke about the body in a rather disparaging way. They said the body was a shell. And inside there was something which was good, which was the immortal soul. But the shell itself was really just a disgusting thing. And the sooner you got rid of it, the better. But you know, and I know that the Bible teaches and Jesus Christ taught that the body was the temple of God. Therefore, the body is a sanctuary. That's right. And it's interesting. The Apostle Paul went on to say that even what we eat or drink is Mm -hmm. a major factor. He said, whether Therefore, you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. And I think that if a lot of Christians thought about that as they sat down with their meal and asked that question, is this food for my temple? Is this to the glory of God eating this? Or is this for my own satisfaction? Or is it because of my addiction? And my addiction to certain foods. Because I can't do anything else. That's right. And bad food, pardon my saying this, bad food leads to bad thinking. It does. Yeah because the cells of the brain become so clagged that people are open to all sorts of deceptions. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, we have come to the conclusion that the body is not a throwaway thing, but the body is the very temple of the living God. How should we care for this body? We need to take good care of what we eat, our lifestyle. And, And there's one scripture there in Proverbs that points out the curse causeless shall not come. In other words, mm. disease does not come without a cause. Uh, let me read it, and, and I yes. want you to uh, explain it a bit more, yeah, too, yeah, because ahead. this is a little complicated. The curse causeless shall not come, Proverbs 26. Two. The curse causeless shall not come. What does that mean? It means that disease does not come without a cause. Uh-huh. There's a reason why we become ill. Cause There's and effect. Re- cause and effect. Mm. So uh, the way we're living... Mm-hmm. It's, we bring these diseases upon ourselves. And God, with most people, uh, you said before, 70% of Americans are sick. And they're because, in the hospital because uh, they're And going to hospital, right. uh, not because they've been run over by some crazy person on the, on the road, uh, but because of what they eat and their lack of exercise. That's right. Now, I've been to Egypt many, many times. I love Egypt. And uh, I've got a picture here of me with Dr. Hawass. He's the famous Egyptologist. Right. Now, I've seen the mummies. I've, ex- you know, examined the mummies. I've been in the royal mummy room. Did the ancient Egyptians have any diseases like we have today? They did. In fact, there's a scripture that we can read here mm-hmm. that God speaking, if you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his, his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals you. Yes, the Egyptians had terrible health, lifestyles when it comes to health, and they and suffered many diseases. Very unhealthy people. Yes, they, we mm. can do paleopathologists. That's these a are, nice word. These are scientists <laughs> who study the diseases of ancient man. They've yes. scanned the mummies yes. to find out what do they die of. Uh-huh. They died of heart disease, cancer, stroke, and they had arthritis. So they had a lot of the things that we have today. 
Now, that text in the Bible says, uh, God was speaking, he said, if you obey my commandments, yes. you're not going to get these diseases. That's right. That's what you're telling me today, isn't it? Yes, and there are health laws that he's given that are in the scriptures we'll be and talking so, about today. So the children of Israel, we would call them today uh, the Jewish people. Right. They had certain health laws that would save them from heart disease, cancer, stroke, and arthritis. Is, is that correct? That's correct. And in fact, these are the diseases that we have today as a result of what I call the standard American diet, S-A-D. Mm -hmm. We have the heart disease, cancer, stroke. We have the diseases that many of these ancient... Standard American diet. Standard American, SAD. SAD. And, and you can see here, uh, of all this rich eating, you know, the, 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 yeah. the pharaohs ate all that rich yeah, food, yeah, they ate everything, yeah, you yeah. name it. Mm -hmm. the, the rich American diet is causing all these health problems. These health problems we see here, from the various types of cancer Goodness. to atherosclerosis and stroke and so forth. Goodness. They're related to this rich diet that we are eating in our country today. And so God said to the Jewish people or the children of Israel, if you keep my commandments, you're not going to get any of these diseases that the Egyptians had. That's right. That's, it, it says that in the, in the Pentateuch, doesn't it? It says that. And yeah. definitely you'll, dis, you'll drastically reduce it. You know, death is mostly eat. E-A-T, you know, D-E-A-T-H. And when we look at the leading causes of death, as we saw previously, diet and, of course, physical activity mm. are the key parts of uh, our dying today. Now, I want to say something to all my friends watching this on television. God tells you these things, not because he's mad with you, but because he loves you. Right. You hear what I'm saying, friend? God loves you. He wants for your very best good. And he doesn't want you to have cancer and heart disease and all these other diseases. And he's put in his book certain truths and laws and commandments so that we can be happy and live life to the full. Is That's that correct, right. Doctor? And we got to not eat like uh, kings and queens today, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's Burger King or Dairy Queen. Yeah. We <laughs> eat like the royalty. Uh, uh, three meals a day, we yeah. eat all these rich foods. And yeah. that's the problem. We need to get back to that simple diet that God has talked about. Yeah, and you know that diet. You know what it is. And no, we're going to talk about You're that today. Tell us. And, You're and help you know, us. even Hippocrates, the yeah. father of medicine, made this statement: mm -hmm. "Let food be thy medicine, and medicine be thy food." Mm. In other words, when you think of the cultures of the world before there was medicine, yes. there was food. Yes, they always looked at food. Yes, as nourishing, mm. but it was also medicinal. Yes, and we need. I tell people, we you need to eat your medicine, and that's eating a healthy diet. Okay, here's a big question, doctor. What are some of the dietary health laws mentioned in the Bible that can save us from the diseases of the ancient Egyptians, and that can keep us out of hospitals? Well, the Mosaic health laws uh, are you find in Leviticus. You find these dietary laws, and mm -hmm. one of the biggest ones that I see is our biggest problem in America today, mm -hmm. and there was a problem in those days is looking to Leviticus. These are some of the different... Can verses. I read a text? Yes. Leviticus, what is it, 7? 7, 26. Uh, okay, Leviticus let me see if I can find it. Leviticus 7, 26. Is that what it is? Yep. Here it is. God says, Moreover, you shall not eat any blood in any of your dwellings, whether a bird or beast. What, what's that talking about? not eating the blood of those animals. In fact, there's other scriptures in uh -huh. Leviticus to talking about the fat. So yeah. in these uh, health laws, it says that we Levit must, there we go. Here's another one. Leviticus, Leviticus 317. Let me get it here so I know that I'm getting the right text. And 
You're not just putting that up on the screen, pardon me. (laughs) (laughs) This shall be a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all your dwellings. Ye shall eat neither fat nor blood. That's right. God says, don't eat fat, don't eat blood. What does it mean? And you know what's very interesting about that Mm -hmm. is when you eat meat, you're eating saturated animal fat and you're eating the blood. Those are the two disease components. Isn't that good for you? That's found in meat. It's not. In fact, I, I heard a guy the other day uh, on uh, on radio saying that you can't live without a porterhouse steak. Oh yeah, sure he's selling it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he said a pregnant woman can't survive without a porterhouse steak. He must be selling the stuff, eh? That's that's right. Uh, but but God says don't eat blood and don't eat fat. Now listen, my friend, this is the word of God, and God wants to save you because he loves you. Tell me some more. Well, you know, what's really interesting is Dr. Paul Dudley White, who is the founder of the American Heart Association. He was President Eisenhower's physician he, uh, when he had a heart attack. He's yeah. considered the father of modern cardiology. So pretty smart Preventive guy. cardiology. Pretty smart. Very smart. But back, yeah. way back in 1955, mm. when doctors didn't agree with all, you know, all this stuff, yeah. he made this statement, which is very profound. He spoke before the American Medical Association Conference. And he said, it is conceivable that a few years from now, we medical men may repeat to the citizens of the United States of America the advice that Moses was asked by God to present to the children of Israel 3,000 years ago. Namely, that you must eat no fat of the ox or the sheep or the goat. You may use it in any other way, but by no means eat it. Now, Dr. Paul Dudley White believed if Americans followed these dietary health laws given Mm. by Moses about not eating blood and fat, that we could virtually wipe out heart disease in the United States. Amazing. Why don't people do it? Because they're addicted to it. They're addicted to it. They really are. It's a cultural thing. We we were raised that way. We've been brainwashed by television and other stuff. That's right. And what Dr. White said was very uh, profound in those Mm. days. Not all the doctors agreed to it, but today his prediction has come true. And we know that saturated fat and cholesterol promotes heart disease. And where does saturated fat basically come from? Saturated fat comes from animal products meat Mm -hmm. and uh, cheese and dairy products. These are the fats that promote heart disease. Now, there's two individuals that are Nobel Prize winners for their research in cholesterol metabolism and research that Mm. they got the Nobel Prize for. So they must be smart guys. Very smart. They're brilliant. Uh, Dr. Goldstein and Brown, they show the relationship with the LDL cholesterol and how it's metabolized in the body. Mm. And their research actually led to a lot of the cholesterol-lowering medications. LDL, LDL, low density. Low density lipoprotein cholesterol, the bad cholesterol that clogs up your arteries. Well, they said, based on their research, that humans are not designed to eat animal fat and cholesterol that our bodies just cannot handle all this. And that's causing all the heart disease. Now, their research led to drugs, so you can eat more of those things and take these drugs and think that's going to take it. But if our bodies are not designed, if God didn't create us to eat that type of diet, Mm. then chances are we should avoid those foods. That's the whole thing. eat less fat, eat less saturated animal fat. That's right. That's what all the nutrition experts are saying today and the, and the cardiologists today. And we know that that's true. And, that, and that's what the Bible said. Yes. Don't eat those and things. And it said it's three and a half thousand years ago. Yes. Did you get that? The Bible said it's three and a half thousand years ago. And the 
the medical profession is just catching up. They are. Yeah. Now there's one Three pioneering. And a half years ago. There is one pioneering physician that has really proved this to in, with working mm. with patients. His name is Dr. Dean Ornish. Yes. He published the Lifestyle Diet Trial, Heart Trial, and that was the most a very prestigious study. And he showed that by eating a healthy, low-fat vegetarian diet, that you can actually reverse heart disease. Those arteries can get cleaner and clearer. This is a bit sensational, isn't it? It's a bit amazing. It, it's amazing. Because it, doctors did not always believe this. They did not believe it, and he's yeah. been criticized, too. They say, well, if you want to be a vegetarian monk or something, it, it, you, you can lower your... Well, yeah. the thing is, he's, and they say think it's drastic to eat this way, it's yeah. a lot of cardiologists, yeah, but he yeah. says, what's more drastic, eating a healthy plant-based diet or breaking open your chest and doing quadruple bypass? Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. more drastic? Well, what, when are we going to get smart? That's right. I mean, when are we going to wake up? When are we going to say enough is enough is enough? I'm going to I'm going to take the words of God. Um, there are so many types of diet out, oh, diets yeah. out there today. Uh, just tell me a little bit about them, please. Well, you have you know the high protein diets have become popular. Yeah. Uh, the Dr. Atkins. I actually debated Dr. Atkins twice on the radio. Yeah. And uh, he was pushing a high meat diet, low yeah. carbohydrates, yeah. Uh, and so forth. Then there's the South Beach diet, the keto diet, yeah. these high protein diets. And a lot of these diets are heavy on animal products, saturated yeah. fat, yeah. and they uh, don't use much of the carbohydrates. Of course, it's, you want to stay from the bad carbohydrates. Okay, before we run out of time on this super program, tell me this. What is the best diet? You know, the best diet, as I mentioned before, the Bible is the best book on preventive medicine. You can uh -huh. go to the first page of your book, Bible, mm -hmm. Genesis 1.29. God you want to said, read that? Yeah, God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat or food. That's right. That was the garden so of So break this down. What, what's this diet? This is a whole food, plant-based diet. That was the original diet of man. It was all plant foods, mm -hmm. the healthiest type of diet you can be on. And God intended man to be on this diet forever because it <laughs> added to their longevity and health. Now, I, I want to get in something. Can I read a little statement? Sure. It says, famous American said this, yep. grains, fruits, nuts, and vegetables constitute... Uh, what was chosen for us by our Creator. These foods prepared in as simple and natural a manner as possible are the most healthful and uh, nourishing. Please that, comment. That's right. When you take these plant foods, mm. these are the healthiest foods for our, bio, for our bodies. Mm. We, we run efficiently on that. Yes. And, and you can make these foods in a simple manner and they can be very health promoting. Now, we, we just got to move along because we got so much material. There was a young man by the name of Daniel. He had three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And in Daniel chapter one, they were eating all this junk food. And God said, I want to bless you. What did God do? What did he tell them to do with he, Daniel? He told them diet. they stayed on God's original diet hmm. plan. They didn't want the king's diet. Nebuchadnezzar yeah. wanted to give them all this unclean <laughs> meat and saturated fat and <laughs> wine and all that. They said, no, 
we put us on this diet uh, and for, for 10 days. And what happened to them? And what happened, they were wiser, they were stronger, yeah. they were healthier, <laughs> and that contributed to their health. And the Bible says they were 10 times better. That's right. Uh, Dr. Westerdahl, this is exciting. We're going to have another program soon. But I want to say to everybody watching today, you can be 10 times better, better looking. You can have energy. You can live longer if you follow the health laws of the Creator God. And stay with us because we'll be back soon. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.